Welcome to our house with one of Australia's leading auctioneers, Rod Amos, and buyer's agent, Matt Sharp. And now for your dose of information and observation about real estate across the nation. Let's go live to your host, the voice of the National Rugby League, Steve Allen. Episode 48 of the Our House podcast. We're back for 2023 after a long layoff. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, we went to Queensland on a couple of occasions. Sharpie and Rod, I got Snapper. I don't usually surf Snapper, but it was epic for about three days in a row. We had the uh, time of our life up there. What about you guys? What did you do? Mate, we actually had a staycation here this year, which I absolutely love. So we just hung around the coast, you know, We've got some of the best beaches here in in the country. So, surfed, you know, snorkeled, did all the stuff with the kids, and it was pretty much Groundhog Day, but in a good way. We'd we'd get up, get down the beach, fish and chips for lunch, aircon in the afternoon, and just sort of kick back. So, it was really, really good, really refreshing. Rod, you're like a maverick out of Top Gun. Uh, I saw some footage of you flying with your brother down south. Uh, look, I, I I think it's become an addiction now. I clocked up about ten hours both in. In his new powered plane, 1964 vintage, but it does have retractable undercarriage. And we flew down to Benalla to do a day's gliding where he's got his gliders as well. So that was a normal five-hour road trip we did in about 55 minutes. Um, and then, so he spent the day gliding, absolutely fantastic, and then flew back into Jindabyne just on sunset. So we come over the snowy mountains, the snow glistening, the sun setting behind us, yeah. come in just into the little bush airstrip there at Jindabyne, just as the sun's sitting in the west. Put the plane away, went and had a couple of quick beers at the brewery, and I've got to say, it's just wonderful. Yeah, and uh, how high are you, mate? You're 17,000 feet, or you're further up in the stratosphere? Uh, 70,000 feet calls for oxygen. No, maximum about 8,000. Look, he he went off and did some cross-country gliding himself. He was up to about 14,000 feet. He clocked at about 850 kilometres in about four hours of flying later in the afternoon when the thermals really started kicking the gliders. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because if we look at hang gliders, they rely on all those thermals, don't they? Well, gliding is all about finding the thermals. You, you know, hang gliders so much work on, on the onshore winds yep. hitting the cliffs and coming up. Gliders, if you don't have the sun baking, and really the thermals don't kick in until late, late morning, um, and it gets better and better right through the sunset. But, yeah, it was just a good day's flying down there. Great little town, Benalla. What a part of the world down there. It's just amazing, isn't it? Like, it's all year round. It's fantastic. Obviously, it's very cold through the winter and lots of snow. But even this time of year, it's just so beautiful. There's something like two – this is a, the, the biggest gliding aerodrome in Australia. There's something like 270 gliders there in the hangars there. Um, huge membership, but you know, just a great location for a bit of – Pretty little town. Hey, the footage is stunning. We should put it on our Facebook page because we could not believe it. In, in fact, I know my wife Sharon said, no way. There's no way in the world oh, that you I, would get me up there. I don't know if I could either. That's why, as Rob was explaining that, I was kind of shaking my head. I, like the, the, the aircrafts that I like going into are big and they seat about 400 people. <laughs> and, and serve meals and alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> and, and show movies. Hey, uh, Jindabyne Brewery is outstanding. I've met the guy that runs it. 
that's where we do. There's the Snowy Mountains Brewery too, which is based on the hotel there. But there's a Gindervine Brewery. A couple of guys set up themselves going back 10 years ago. They do some fabulous ales. Again, it wasn't that busy when we were there. When I left, uh, would have been about the 29th. And amount of traffic coming down with mountain bikes on roof racks was unbelievable. But it was just... Really lovely place to spend Christmas. 30 degree days, but the important thing is it's 14, 15 degree nights. It's beautiful temperate time of year. Yeah, we found a uh, sensational brewery in Coffs Harbour, King Tide. I put a couple of photos up of that. You're uh, becoming the king of the breweries, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what are you hoping for on the podcast in 2023? Look, I'm, I'm looking forward to some big guests. Obviously, we've got a big one coming up very soon. Um, and also just connecting with more people in the community. Yeah, that is Dr. Andrew Wilson, who will... Join us in a couple of seconds because interest rates have gone up again. So Dr. Andrew Wilson from My Property Market. So we'll get to him in just a few moments. What about you, Rod? What are you hoping for on the podcast in 2023? Look, I think as long as we just keep getting that information, there's so many decisions people are being faced with, both with their mortgages and also what's going to happen with the property market. So as long as we keep getting this information as relevant it is being able to get Dr Wilson here on the day the rates are announced that kind of support is essential for keeping all this information relevant and time pursuant and how good is it that we've got Dr Andrew Wilson on less than an hour after uh, the rates announcement so can't wait to get his take on it yeah let's do it let's go live to Melbourne Dr Andrew Wilson and I dare say this has been the busiest day of the year for you so far. Uh, tell us more and welcome back to the show. It's been a busy start of the year, really, and uh, a lot of positive news around. Although I think today's announcement by the Reserve Bank, uh, maybe just a hint of bearishness coming back into the Reserve Bank's, uh, I guess, outlook for the future. Um, of course, no surprise, I guess, that rates uh, were lifted again by that 0.25%. So we've had a rate rise every month since May last year. So um, the trend continues, uh, although we've tracked back now to that, uh, I guess, that minimum increment of 0.25%. Uh, but reading between the lines of the uh, of the statement that the Governor released today, of course, we'll get the full uh, minutes from the meeting in a couple of weeks' time. But um, the Governor just tended to be a bit more about rates continuing to rise, a bit more concerned about where inflation is at the moment. So um, I guess we've certainly got a few more uh, rate rises uh, in the bank to come. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I just think that the, uh, the tone was just slightly more negative with the result. Now, Dr Wilson, I'm probably the only person in Australia that's disappointed it wasn't 0.5 points, and that is because I owe a couple of beers because I did put it down as being 0.5. I thought they would have gone heavy in order to really keep people worried and on their toes. So it was a bit of a surprise for coming through 0.25. But the only thing I'm considering now is I think in all likelihood we can expect another 0.25 over the next two months. Yes, right. I, look, I was um, I was probably at the other end. Uh, I thought that there was a chance that uh, given they were sounding a little bit more dovish last year that uh, they might have even decided to start the year with a pause. Um, but the, num the latest numbers haven't been good. The inflation data for the uh, December quarter uh, was a little concerning. We're starting to see uh, prices for services now rising, and that really does reflect that uh, employers are, are having to push up their prices to cover wage increases. I think we're going to find when we get the latest wage increase or the wage index data in a week or so's time that um, uh, annual wages are, are rising to nearly 4%. And I think that... Uh, it has been recently that inflation was being 
driven by higher goods prices. And of course, that came from those uh, supply constraints through COVID. But now we're moving into services, which does reflect the impact of higher wages. And um, I think that's a concern for the bank because that really does start to move us into that uh, wages prices spiral. So, um, uh, you know, I think that was the the real uh, the news on the economy that would have concerned um, the Reserve Bank the most. And, um, you know, retail sales are still pretty strong. Um, they were down a bit over December, but that's that seasonal effect whereby November is the big month of the year now because of Black Friday. Um, and the, yeah, the result was still strong over December. Uh, the labour market, of course, we still have a, a record low or the lowest monthly uh, unemployment rate on record. Um, even though jobs fell a little bit and the participation rate fell a little bit, it's still uh, unquestionably a very, very strong economy. So um, I think given all those factors, it was probably a bit more negative um, than what the Reserve Bank would have hoped. And they're, they're looking to see signs that higher interest rates are having an impact. And I think if there had been some just some more signs, they might have even thought about a pause. But I think we've at least got two or three more rises uh, to come. Mate, you mentioned those signs that we're seeing, or when would you expect us to see those signs out and about in, in the communities, you know, like maybe people saving a little bit more, retail spending yeah. down? When, when yeah. do you expect that to, to actually happen in real time? Well, that's the $64 question, really, because that's the problem the Reserve Bank has, is that it, there's a lagging effect before those signs become evident. So they're sort of treading water a little bit at the moment, waiting for that to occur. Now, there's certainly really no definitive signs that that's happening. So uh, they are still very much concerned about inflation. Um, there are no signs that, uh, you know, the economy is starting to ease. Uh, and I think they really do have to wait to justify, you know, an ease in rates uh, or, or, you know, stabilising rates until those signs emerge. Because if, if, you know, if those signs aren't there, then they're really just, um, you know, sort of working on a hunch rather than real data. Hey, I'm glad you said that you believe there might be three more interest rate rises because when we're on holidays, we heard that there might be four interest rate rises in 2023 and you could feel the air get sucked out of the room where we were because we talk a lot on this show about scaremongering, don't we? But if you believe there could be three small increments, you know, we're hearing it from the foremost expert in the country. Well, look, that would just bring us back to where we were in 2011. Um, so, you know, even if we get, um, you know, above 4%, which would be with those four for the year, uh, you know, we're still really where we were in 2011. Um, and, and I think, you know, largely uh, consumers have shrugged off higher interest rates. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, over 2022, and I think that that does reflect um, just how strong the economy is. Now, I've got some um, early data on, on housing markets. January data has come through. And um, markets are certainly, you know, continuing to improve. I think the bottom's in sight for Melbourne and um, even the Sydney market um, might not be too far away from starting to uh, um, record at least some um, small prices growth, maybe in a, in a, over the next quarter. But um, I do think consumers have, you know, taken it in their stride to some degree and I think, you know, higher rates. And I think that does reflect just how strong the economy is, 4% wages growth, you know, house prices are still 20 to 25% higher than where they were two years ago. So there's a wealth effect there. Plenty of 
plenty of work out there, plenty of competition, you know, for available workers. Um, so I think, you know, the scaremongering is um, maybe falling on deaf ears a bit more than it used to. Good point there you made about the retail spending because really we as consumers have got ourselves in this situation. Yeah. The statistics that came out through December was retail spending was up virtually 17% over that in December 21. So that's yeah. forced their hand at this yeah. case. And I'm just reading, Dr Wilson, from Philip Lowe's statement, the important issue being in Australia's CPI inflation over the year to yeah. December quarter was 7.8%, yeah. the highest since 1990. And this is yeah. what they're trying to clamp down on. Underlying terms, inflation was 6.9%, yeah. higher than expected. Yeah. And inflation is expected to decline this year. Now, yeah. there's still talk that we might have another two to three interest rate rises yeah. this year. But the conversation seems to be that towards the end of the year, interest rate cuts. Oh, I don't think they'll cut interest rates, right? I think they'll get to that sort of try to get to the sweet spot. The only reason there'd be a, a need to cut interest rates would be if the economy started to tank. But they're still predicting, you know, 5% unemployment uh, unemployment rates in, in t- 2025. Um, you know, it's not that long ago where a 5% unemployment rate, we were saying, yeah, that's a pretty good result, isn't it? You know, and here we are at 3.5, which is just extraordinary. Now, so, unemployment's going to rise because, in, you know, migration is very strong for a start. So we're, we're getting, you know, a, a whole new supply of labour coming into Australia. But uh, I, I don't think they'll cut rates until we at least, you know, started to see some real issues um, in the economy in terms of a decline. And I, I think we'd have to have you know, unemployment rates at 6 or 7% for that to happen. What other levers can they pull, Dr. Wilson, if interest rate increases aren't working yeah. or aren't having any yeah. sort of impact on inflation? What else can they do? Well, this is, this is the conundrum, isn't it? And, and <laughs> the moment, I'll tell you, Sharpie's asking some great questions. <laughs> yeah, it's because <laughs> I've just right. come off a break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Surfing okay. all summer. Been practising. But... Um, no, look, I think this is the problem. You know, we're really in a sort of a realm of uncertainty and, you know, the traditional, I guess, policy mechanisms aren't working. We could see that so far. Does that mean you just go harder and deeper? I mean, that's really all the Reserve Bank can do. But I think that um, one of the uh, outcomes for what's happening, you know, globally with the inability to control inflation or, or to certainly show that uh, it's being controlled as we'd expect it to be, will be maybe we've got to live with higher inflation for longer, you know, and that 2 to 3% target, which is what the Reserve Bank aims for, and that's quite a reasonable target because we don't want prices growing and, you know, currency devaluing over the long term, purchasing power, et cetera. But I think we may be looking at a, just a, a, a higher range for underlying inflation than that 2 to 3%, you know, um, we may have to live with three to four or even four to five percent inflation mm-hmm. until you know the next real downturn occurs you know as part of the business cycle and and this I, I think might be the outcome that we start to head towards this year you know changing the the rules how much faith do you have in these guys to to lead us to a, a more <laughs> won't mention any names but I, I'm generally curious do you, do you have confidence in them to try and sort of get this under control well we just hope we don't get another apology from the governor this year you know I thought that was one of the worst things oh, I've ever heard apologising I mean you never say sorry if you're a reserve bank but governor realistically yeah. on a worldwide perspective we're probably doing better what, what, oh, one of the best results of First Nation countries mm. I, I, that, well that's right but the problem is we're, we're probably doing too now, look, China's opened up again. They've given up on their, you know, their, their COVID crackdowns. They're telling students to get, 
you know, get out and about and go back to studying overseas, that's going to just mean more people coming to Australia. And, and we just don't have enough housing as it is now. So, um, you know, that's going to create more demand, more economic growth. And uh, unfortunately, that feeds into inflation, you know. So um, this is the conundrum. You know, lots of growth, lots of jobs. You know, everybody's sort of feeling good, you know, the big picture. But then they start to see, you know, prices starting to eat into the, the budget, you know, the household budget. And it's not so good. And I think one of the big problems we're going to have, and um, this is why I'm speaking about maybe changing that, um, you know, underlying inflation uh, measure is uh, the price of uh, energy this year. I, I think we're in for a couple of years of really steep increases in um, energy costs, particularly electricity, and that's got nothing to do really with anything else but the changeover, you know, for our um, sustainable energy sort of focus. And uh, we're going to have to live with that, and that's really going to affect inflation. And I think that's the real joker in the pack. Well, Dr. Wilson, thank you so much for your insights. I mean, it is now literally one hour since the RBA and Philip yes. Lowe announced that. I, we really appreciate you being able to give you up your time. We are really cutting edge on the rates. Look forward to seeing what's happening and we'll talk again next month, Dr. Wilson. Yeah, great to chat, guys. Thanks a lot. Dr. Andrew Wilson from My Property Market, and we're still pinching ourselves that we've got the doctor like an hour after the interest rate announcement. Yeah, so lucky. But what about his insights? Just absolutely incredible. And, you know, just hearing his take on where things are at, where the economy is at, definitely gives us confidence, I think, in, in where Australia sits on a, on a global scale. Well, the one thing, as I said, that did surprise me, I was really confident they'd be doing 0.5% to get it through and the shock value of it again. I think what we're going to see is they continue to talk about interest rates literally up until the time they stop increasing rates. Whether it's another two, three or four, I don't know, really, again, it's down to our spending. If we continue to consume, to spend, to go out to the retail stores, that's what's going to affect interest rates. So in many cases, those who are spending money are the ones that are spending money in the economy, keeping the economy afloat like that, are still relatively the ones that are creating the need to try to cover inflation. And again, the only way to do with that is with the RBA making adjustments to the base value of rates. Boys, a couple of minutes left. What caught your eye? And, and Sharpie, I tell you what has caught my eye a couple of my mates have bought properties through your business, yeah. Sharp Property Buyers. Yeah, thanks. And um, very lucky to, to help, you know, obviously great people from the Central Coast and, and some of your friends and getting the outcomes that we did is something that my team and Jade and I are very proud of. What caught my eye was actually the amount of people that have decided 2023 is a year that they're going to buy property. You know, our inquiries have been very, very high and not just um, within our business, but the amount of numbers out and about on open homes in the areas that we're buying in on on the weekend and, and um, last week as well, they're incredibly high. There was an auction uh, at Wombrel. I think there were six active bidders. It sold two hundred thousand dollars over reserve. Which one was that one? Um, Twenty three Grove Road. Um, so very, very, I guess lots of confidence out there with, with buyers in the marketplace. So hopefully 2023 is another strong year. Sharpie, this might be a question for your own podcast for the dining room table, but are you seeing millennials? And yep. I'll tell you why, because there was a great article in The Telegraph last week, and it said that in 2021, 
It was the third fastest year of growth in 140 years. So millennials are thinking outside the square. Their first property might be an investment and it might only cost 300000 Yeah. So to answer your question, yes, we are. They are typically young professionals and very savvy and obviously um, they're very educated in the property space. And I think over the years, people have just become more comfortable with rent vesting as a strategy and the opportunity to buy outside of your own backyard. So most of the millennials that we've helped, uh, you know, they're they're in decent jobs. They live in Sydney. They understand that it's going to be very difficult for them to buy in Sydney right now or anytime soon. So they're looking to put their money to work for them elsewhere. And in most cases, that's interstate. Okay, Rod, what caught your eye before we wrap this up? Well, I'm going to quote from Dr. Wilson again. Now, this is going back to December, another weaker month for home building approvals. In November 22, it's been the lowest number of home building approvals. January 22 wasn't too good, but November 22 was the second lowest month that we've seen literally over a three-year period. Now, that is really those interest rates starting to impact upon people's opportunity to build and buy. With supply of property being so slight and the pressure to house people, and yet, once again, we've seen that slide back down again too. Now, that was a drop of 22.7% on a year-to-date basis. So the ABS monthly building approvals... For November 22, I've got one here from my housing market is they continue to face housing shortages as generally evidenced in capital city rental markets by record low vacancy rates, sharply rising rates. So there's a conflict again, rental still under absolute incredible pressure as are tenants and yet we've seen a drop in construction again. There's every chance that we'll see another 20% rental increase this year. There's, there is no relief in sight. Like yeah. none. All of the indicators that were evident sort of at the beginning of 2021 are still there right now. So great for investors and really that, that that's what buoys up the real estate market when we've got rising in interest rates. But again, there's no relief for those people who are simply struggling to find a home to live in. Hey boys, that's a wrap for episode 48, our first episode of 2023. And Rod, you've got a great guest lined up for next week. This guy is basically a legend in Central Coast real estate and owns numerous offices, is that correct? That's right. Look, Jeff's been involved in real estate on the Central Coast for over 20 years now, probably getting on for about 25 years. Rainenhorn Gosford, Rainenhorn East Gosford, and the launch last year with Brad Rogers, Rainenhorn Central Coast Commercial. The other really interesting thing about Jeff to be able to talk to and discuss what happened with the rate increases last week is the impact upon rentals. The Rainenhorn organisation for Gosford and East Gosford that Jeff Tilden owns is the largest property management operation on the Central Coast with approximately 3,000 properties under rent, and they see the pressure on a daily basis. Yeah, that's a wrap. Episode 1, 2023. Look forward to catching up with you all next week on Our House. 